fantastic. Great to be in church with you. Let's lift our hands toward heaven as we pray. Father, we want to thank you right now for the amazing presence of a holy God. We thank you as we come today to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, to declare your presence in this place, to honour the presence of God. And Father, we thank you right now that we are carriers of the presence of God. And right now we declare across this place that the healing power of God touch you, that his glory touch you, that he set you free this morning, that he break off chains, that he bring the joy of the Lord to you this morning, and that you walk out of here transformed by the power of a loving God this morning, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Good, 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 good. Uh, We're going to go to the Word. I've got to get into it. I've just been told that the food's almost ready already, so uh, we better get into it. I don't like all the stuff being here. I like to move the entire, I want to have the entire front of the stage. Just for all the creative team in the future, I want to walk along here. I want to come over here and preach to these guys. I want to walk right along here and preach to these guys. And uh, I want to just rally the atmosphere a bit so I can see Derek sitting there needing a miracle and I can prophesy over him right from here and say, be healed in Jesus' name. And I just want to open the place up a little bit. So uh, get ready for that. But here we are this morning and I want to talk about a church on mission, okay? We we can't not talk about that being today is... um, Winter Christmas Missions Day. So I want to talk about a church on mission. Are you a church on mission? Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. We talk about that a little bit. I want you to get more excited about that, okay? And one of the things I can say about that is that here we have a full bottle of water, which I will be probably drinking some of this this morning, okay? Now, if I drop that, it pretty much stays intact, all right? No matter how much I throw it, I can stand on that thing and it's still actually drinkable. And uh, there's nothing going to happen. And look at it, it's still looking good. Anybody want it? Yeah, still looking good enough that people, Matthew wants it. Um, This one here, I've had a few sips out of it. It's a little less full. You can crush it in a little bit. This one here has absolutely nothing in it, all right? It's already empty. And I want to tell you, if you want to be a church on mission, you cannot be empty. I want to tell you, this bottle is as empty as it comes. Look what happened when the devil puts the pressure on you next week and he puts the squeeze on you. Somebody watching online this morning, the squeeze has been on you this week and you're getting crushed and you feel crushed and you feel like there's nothing inside. You feel like your life's been destroyed. You feel like, man, alive, I've just been trodden on by the enemy. Incidentally, my Bible says that the devil is under my feet. I'm not under his, okay? My Bible says that the victory of Christ lives on the inside of me, but I meet people every day who are crushed by the circumstances of life. And I want to just say to you this morning, the power of God is present in this place. I said the power of God is present in this place. We don't come to church just to put on an act. We don't come to church just to sing a few songs and listen to a sermon. We come because we want to be in the presence of God. We are stewards of the presence of God, just in case you forgot. We're stewards of the presence of God. So you can't come here and just sit there. I met Louise last week. I met Lou, and uh, in fact, Lou gave a life to Christ last week. God bless you, Lou. That's so absolutely fantastic. Just telling me this morning what an incredibly awesome week she had. You cannot have a better week than when God's on the inside of you, okay? That's how life goes. And today, who would agree you need God on the inside? 
about three people agreed with that, okay? When I was cruising around the room this morning and just in that time of greeting, because it's good to greet people because you know what? I have discovered this, that we can support one another. We can encourage one another. It's good to know who's sitting beside you. I don't want someone sitting beside me who's going to pull me down, gossip about me, talk about me this week. I want to sit beside someone who's going to lift me up, who's going to pray for me during the week, who's going to encourage me and cheer me on in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. I had the privilege during the greeting time of meeting Pastor Ken and Raywin Harrison sitting on the front row first time. I think it's the first time you've been here. And what an honor it is to have you guys in the house. In fact, we want to welcome you today, and it's great to have you guys here. And... uh, and uh, that's why we get around. I want to know who's around me. These guys have encouraged me through life. There's been times when I've, we've been pushing through in with church and I've had a phone call from Pastor Ken just to encourage me and stir me. Come on, keep going, man. You need people in your life who will stir you on. You need people with. We need to know that we are people that know how to carry the presence of God, how to breathe. I want to sit alongside someone who's flat this morning and breathe the presence of God into them. Yeah? I wonder if you've got it in you, because if you haven't got it in you, if you're not a carrier of the presence of God, you can barely give someone anything. Last week, I thank God for the prayer meeting. Hallelujah. We went to a prayer meeting last week, and young Dawn there, I don't know, how old are you, Dawn? Are you 12 years old yet? 30? Oh, she's 16, thank you. Dawn, 16-year-old Dawn, got up and brought the Word of God and brought a prophetic word over the prayer meeting. And I want to tell you, it was powerful and it rocked the place and it caused us to realize that there's a desire and a hunger for prayer in our nation right now that can cause some people that have been crushed like this bottle to be uplifted a bit. And that's what we're here for. We carry the presence of God. We have to take responsibility for the presence of God. If we're a church on mission, let's get ready to carry the presence presence of God in our nation because I want to sit alongside people that breathe life I think we need people breathing life into us I think God wants to breathe life and if you're flat this morning if you're watching online right now and you're feeling like you're down and out you're feeling like you've run out of energy you feel like you've run out of hope you've run out of dreams then why don't you jump in your car right now scream down here you might get here by the end of the service and we can have an altar call and pray the anointing of God over you and get you healed and restored and on fire again yes get fired up right now in Jesus name truly I believe that stuff I was in Wellington the other day and I was preaching and I said someone's going to get a miracle this weekend your life's broken you're destitute and without hope and I'm preaching I'm just going for it we're going for it next thing someone runs in the back door and they'd been watching online and they came in and they needed to get saved and they needed a miracle and they arrived they crashed on the front of the altar I mean people in church wanted what was going on but that's how church is meant to be Man, we're never, when I'm preaching, I'm not preaching to you guys. I'm preaching to the empty seats. I'm preaching to the people that have never gathered in this house before, that have never been to a church before, and we're calling them in in the spirit realm in Jesus' name. So we're gonna, if we're a church on mission, we've got to have something in us that's a little bit bigger than just what we are. Too often we're trapped by what we are. And I want to just tell you today, see this crushed, destroyed bottle. 
All it needs, I want to tell you, because we live with a we live under the covering of a God who breathes life. Okay, God spoke to Ezekiel. He said, "Go down and look at all those dry, dead bones that are crushed and without hope." And He said, "Speak to the dry bones." Well, we speak. That's what preaching is. We speak to dryness. We speak to lostness. We speak to the brokenness in our nation, and we declare life over it in Jesus' name. Boy, oh boy, right there on the front row. There. In fact, that's why I love the short. We can get down. Jump out of your seat right now. There's a word of God here for you that you carry an anointing in this place, that God's brought you with a price, that you carry the power of God, that there's an evangelistic capacity within you that's about to be released on a new level. And God says you're going to see people that are broken, unlocked. You're going to see people that are without and lost and crushed by life. And you're going to see hope coming. Here comes the anointing right now, right through you. Fire of God goes in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We need the fire of God. I want to tell you, Jesus didn't die so you could be ordinary. Jesus didn't go to the cross so you could be ordinary and just go with the flow and get sucked in by the, the, the whatever life throws at you. Jesus died and rose again so you could be the most motivational people on the planet. That's why we've called it Inspire. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I, man, help her up, help her up. Put more honor in Jesus' name. Uh, I want to be around people who who live a life that's unlocking hope in the life. Hanging out with, um, we'll call you Pastor John, the chaplain there last night, and uh, talking about, mate, oh, what a test. In fact, you're, you're getting up here and you're preaching in the next few weeks, and uh, we want to hear this story because it'll inspire the heck out of you, how he breathes life into people that you and I will probably never, ever come in contact with. We've got, uh, where is Enroy? I can't even write down the back there. Another chaplain who's breathing life into people wherever he goes. Man, we are all called to make a difference in our world. I want to tell you, let's get ready to do that. I met Sarah this morning. It's your first time here, Sarah. And and uh, Sarah came walking in the door and I met her and just talking to her, just inspired about her business, inspired about life. It's great to get alongside people who are carrying something that can actually lift you up a little bit. We should be uplifters, not downputters. And that's why I'm talking about Ezekiel. So God says, God shows Ezekiel dry bones. What do you do when you see dryness in people? What do you do when you see someone sick? What do you do when you see someone who can barely make it through the next, the next scene in life? What do you do about it? Do you just talk to them about the common day, everything? Thing? God spoke to Ezekiel and he said, why don't you speak to that dryness? That's why we're speaking. We're not, man, never get it wrong. We have such small-minded attitudes sometimes. And we think, you know, preachers get up and we think we're speaking to this line right now, if you're in this meeting right now and you're feeling a little bit dry, you're feeling a little bit crushed today, I want to tell you there's a miracle here for you today. And all you've got to do is by faith receive it in Jesus' name. But God says, this is what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to breathe on you this morning. It's called the presence of a holy God. He says, I'm going to breathe breath into you. And in Ezekiel, the story of Ezekiel 37, it says the dry bones got up and they began to live and they became a mighty army. If we want to be a church on mission, we better realize we're a mighty army. That's all it takes. One breath from God, and you are back together again, friend. 
I want to tell you that's how simple it is. That's how incredibly amazing the love of God is. Jesus died on the cross so you'd be set free of your sin, so you'd be unshackled from your past, and you could live in the blessing of God that he has in your future in Jesus' name. There it is. Some of you need another breath today. Some of you just need to let God breathe into you today and just put you back together, totally whole, back in shape and ready. can drop you on the floor again. The devil can try to step on you again, but you've got the breath of God in you and you cannot be flattened next week and there's nothing that can take you down. There's nothing that can pull the life out of you. Claire sitting right there, get ready to preach. There's an anointing on you. The enemy's tried to rip you off. He's tried to rob you, but God says you are called and anointed of me. I want to tell you, even Chris, even Chris, where is he? I see him down the back there. Even Chris has a call of God on him. Some of you might think, how the heck could that happen? Well, that man's got to go. Jump out of your seat and come down here right now. There's an anointing coming on you today. I'm here to spread the anointing. I'm here right now to prophesy over people. Chris, lift your hands toward heaven. There's an anointing of an evangelist on you. You've messed around with it for years. You've undermined what God put on you. You've allowed the enemy to come and sweep them, pull the rug out from under your feet. And God says, that's not going to happen anymore. You're in the house of God now. You're in a place where you'll be trained and equipped. And God says, you're going to carry the anointing of evangelists and you're going to see demon spirits leave people. You're going to see them unlocked by the power of God. And here it comes right now. Anoint him in Jesus' name and let the fire get through him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Where's that guy, James? James, James, where are you? James, I'm looking for James right now. There he is. Get down here real quick. Get down here real quick. Bring your beautiful, Is your beautiful wife with you or is she feeding a baby somewhere? Hannah, where are you? Hannah, come down here. Hannah and James, just an awesome young man. Holy Spirit. Get your wife alongside you because just because she's got the beautiful, pretty Helena. Oh, my goodness. She's so gorgeous. Can I have actually hold on to her? I promise you I'll be gentle, careful, and say hello, Helena. <laughs> what do you reckon all those people, eh? Yeah, there they are. <laughs> Better to look at mum, isn't it? In Jesus' name, stand together, you two. I'll hold Helena just in case you disappear under the power. <laughs> oh, she's getting quite fat. <laughs> Sorry, Helena. You'll hold that against me forever, probably. Oh, my goodness. Here he is. I forgot about you, man. I'm glad they got you in here. Yeah. Man. Hey, listen. Lift your hands to the Lord, both of you. You're a world changer, man. God's telling me you're a world changer. You carry an anointing on your life right now, an entrepreneurial anointing. Things that stop other people won't stop you. You've got fire on the inside of you. You've got an energy that is not man-given. It's, it's God-given. It's God's breathed on you. You're not in this place by chance. You're going to carry a supernatural anointing that's going to unlock capacity and ability within you. And both of you need to carry. There's a creative anointing on this young lady right here. You're Vietnamese, for goodness sake. You carry an incredible anointing of creativity. 
the ability to go where people and do things that people think are impossible. Both of you got that on you. People will call it impossible. God says, here comes the anointing right now. Fire of God goes right through you in Jesus' name. I anoint you right now to be a mighty creative leader. Holy Spirit, let the power of God get on this young one. And the creative plans that you've got in your heart right now, God's going to give birth to them in the next few months in Jesus' name. Geordie, I pray for this young guy. Thank you for Geordie, God. He's hungry for you, and I put the anointing on him right now in Jesus' name. And I'm left with little Helena. And God, I thank you. Just all we wanted, really, Julia and I just wanted a new little baby in the house. And... uh Oh, Helena, it's okay. Mum and Dad are going to be good, girl. I'm going to give you to, to uh, Auntie Julia for a second or two, and we'll get back into it. Come on, you've got to start seeing it, friends. You've got to see the bigger picture. You've got to see beyond what we're looking at right now and look into the future that God's got. He's got far more for you. He's got greater things for you, bigger things for you, Holy Ghost things for you. One, two, three, two rows back, two rows in the second row back right down there. Second row, two seats in. Lady in the red right there. Get ready for what God's doing in your life right now. This is your hour. This is your time. Get ready for what God is about to do stuff. In fact, in Jesus' name, she's coming forward. I didn't even expect you to do that. But as your hands are lifted, there's a powerful anointing on your life. You're in the right place at the right time today, receiving a word from God. There's others here that are hungry. You've got a hunger on the inside of you for the things of the Spirit. And God says, here, take it in Jesus' name. There's a breath of God goes on you this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Oh boy, I tell you what, I'm getting excited just looking at all this stuff, what God's doing. Hey, you can never underestimate what God's about to do, okay? I've got a little piece of stuff in my pocket here. Where is it? Where is it? I'm I tell you, I will tell you I'm fired up. You go, I dare you to come to the prayer meeting this week and see if you don't end up fried up. Is that right, Jen? Yeah, Matthew, fired up. Hallelujah. There is a piece of a jigsaw. You look at that. You have absolutely no context of what it could be. You've got to see the big picture to have any idea of what that is. And I want to tell you there's only one thing that can give it to you, and that's getting into the presence of God. That's why I carry the presence of God. That's why I bring the presence of God. I pray that we will be a church that brings the presence of God to the North Shore City, to the North Island, to the, to the, holy, the whole of New Zealand in Jesus' name, and beyond New Zealand this morning. Jesse's preaching in Whangarei. You better believe. He's carrying some of this. It's the bigger picture. It's like we've got to get the bigger picture. We're just looking at the little piece of the jigsaw. It means nothing. But if we can get the context, God wants you to get elevated a bit so you can look down, so you can look down on what God's showing you. I don't know if we got that picture ready. Did, did that actually happen? No, it didn't. Okay. But I, I did. Um, I was up in a helicopter cruising over. That was a miracle too, actually. I prayed for a guy. He'd lost his pilot's license because of a medical condition. And I said, well, we can fix that. We can pray over you in Jesus' name. We can get you healed. He's not a believer. He doesn't have anything to do with church. And I just said to him, I'm going to pray for you right now, if that's right. And we're sitting in a restaurant and he goes a little nervous about that, as people do. And so he was just eyeballing me like I'm eyeballing you. And I was looking at him the same. And we just prayed the prayer of faith. And I said, I speak to your blood condition right now and command it to come into line with God's incredible creative purpose on your life. A little bit like the bottle getting blown up with the breath of God. And he came 
came back together, phoned me three months later, and he said, I don't know what you did for me on that day, but my blood has come right back into order, and I've got my pilot's license back, and I'm taking you up to cruise around Auckland City. And I took a photo from way up there somewhere over the North Shore. And I want to tell you, God spoke to me, and he said, I want you to bring the presence of God to the North Shore. You are a steward of my presence in this city. And God said, I want you to speak to the people in the church, and I want you to stir their faith because no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on in your life, you are a steward of the presence of God in your city, in your town, in your place. Hallelujah. Now I'm fired up by that because I don't believe anybody is excluded. I don't believe anybody is excluded. You may think you're not good enough, but I want to tell you, God says you're just what I need. You're just what I need. Yeah, there are people hungry for you to be who you're meant to be. Right now, your neighbors are crying out. I think they're watching online this morning, but our neighbors, Julia and I met them for the first time yesterday, our new neighbors, and uh, their little boy's been incredibly ill, brand new. He's two, he's three weeks old now, actually. Been in hospital, he's got an infection in his body that they can't find what the cause is and, and can't seem to get it right. And Julia said, well, we're believers, and they came up to our house yesterday, and we got to pray over them and prophesy over this little boy, Luca, who incidentally, the name Luca means bringer of light, and they believe right now that God's a bring a light into their life because they met us, sent me a text this morning and said, I wish I'd met you sooner in my life because something happened when we met you and we prayed over the little boy and saw a miracle happen right there and the peace of God on him. I want to tell you, we are supposed to be carrying and stewarding the presence of God into our world, into our community. Don't let people pull you down with their negativity. Don't let people pull you down with their gossip. They'll say things about you that'll undermine the Spirit of God on you but you are who you are and keep being who you are. James, I'm trying to remember your surname. Hines, James Hines, who I just prophesied over right here. James Hines, be who you are. Don't let anybody change you. People try to change you. They've tried to change me for years. They've tried to change me. Get out of my world if you want to change me. If you want to fit me into your stinking mold, I don't want to be there, okay? I want to be who God created me and formed me to be. If I'm a little bit ADD, that's who I want to be. I don't want to be one of you. I want to be who God made me to be, okay? A world changer, called and anointed of God, called out of darkness and prophesied over that I would see the dead raised and see miracles happen and see revival in Vietnam. And incidentally, we're heading back there. December the 4th, we're heading back into Vietnam for some mass crusades, 15, 20,000 people coming out to these crusades. We're, I want to tell you right now, there's revival already happening and we're just going to get back into it in Jesus' name. Anyway, my time's almost up. <laughs> We haven't even got to my message yet. I, I do apologize for all of that. But anyway, I'll try to get there now, okay? And uh, in fact, I don't even know if God wants me to go there because we're not working. Oh, here we go. Here we go, okay? Church on mission. Church on mission because people say to me, oh, Don, you didn't even use the Bible. Well, real, reality is I have. It's called Acts chapter 29, and you are it. And I want to tell you, it's time. So John preached, uh, Pastor John, you preached a great message last week, and that, that got me fired up, man. And, uh, and I want to tell you right now, he held up the memory, he held up the Bible, and he said, you don't need, here it is, here it is, here it is. He said, you don't need this. He said, some of you, this is it, what you've got. He said, you don't need this. 
you need this. And I thought, boy, that's such a truth. And that everybody got closed Bibles sitting on the bookshelf, never been opened in a lifetime, blowing the dust off it. And God wants you to get the dust off the Word of God and get it into you. Start reading it. Here it is, Church on Mission, Acts chapter 1. It says the Holy Spirit is promised to every believer, okay? The Holy Spirit has been promised to us. And I don't know about you, but we need the Holy Spirit, guys. Yeah, we need the Holy. I got a drink to that actually because it's such a good statement. We need the Holy Spirit. Cheers. So in Acts chapter one, Jesus says, "You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, Pastor Raywin. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit gets stirred up in your belly." I want to tell you, even man alive, I just feel the power of God on you right there, right there. Oh, Jesus' name! Jump out of your seat, girl. There's a, there's an anointing. In fact, there's an evangelistic anointing on you, even. And you are hungry for the things. In fact, there are people around you right now in your neighbourhood and your, uh, people around your your environment that need desperately the touch of heaven on their life. And God says, I've anointed you and I've appointed you. And this is a brand new season in your life. And even as you walk into the season, God says, get ready to carry power like you haven't carried in a long time. In fact, God says, get ready to release that power. It's going to come off your hands. It's going to heal people. It's going to set people free. In Jesus' mighty name, loose the power of God on her. Holy Ghost. Sophie, get out of your seat right there, girl. Sorry to be a bit a little bit erupt. Please get out of your seat. Is how most people would put it. Sophie, step out there right now. I speak a miracle over you. I speak to that spine of yours right now that's been medically diagnosed as, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's got scoliosis. Well, right now I'm declaring that you be healed in Jesus' name. I'm declaring that scoliosis get off you, get off you, get off her, get off her in Jesus' name and total healing come right into your body right there that they are amazed by the next medical examination in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. So Acts chapter 1, then Jesus goes to heaven and when he goes to heaven, he says, this is what he says, he says, and you will take my anointing into the cities of the earth. You will carry my anointing. You will carry the power of the Holy Spirit, Jen. You'll carry the anointing of God. Zan, you'll carry something that will shift atmospheres, change cities in Jesus' name. Then in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit literally turns up. How many would have liked to be in that room? Well, you're in it right now. You're in it right now. The, the, the people... Honestly, if the upper room was still around today, we stupid Pentecostals would be paying 10 bucks a ticket to go and visit it to get something on our lives. But God said, I'm right where you are. I'm right here in Albany City today, an inspired church ready to breathe on you and cause you to carry something that will transform your world. The Holy Spirit turns up and Peter preaches his first sermon. And when he preaches his first sermon, a lot better than me, 3,000 people get born again on the day. 3,000. And the church of the living God gets born on that day. Woohoo! So when the Holy Spirit, just by the way, just by the way, if the church couldn't get started till the Holy Spirit turned up, what the heck are we doing trying to have church without the Holy Spirit? 
across the nations right now with our nice little order and our nice little pattern and our nice little run sheet. For goodness sake, we need the Holy Spirit. If he doesn't turn up, we're not even having church. Church has got so boring, the lost don't want to be there. There's got to be a demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power. Come on, my neighbor got trans, just coming to our house got transformed, sent me a text. I think I told you, said, I wish we'd met you a lot earlier in life. I want to tell you, some of us have got to carry what God's stewarding over us. We are stewards of the presence of God in our city. You're not too excited about it. That's how the church started, friends. That's how it started. Didn't start with some ordinary old, let's have a little bit of a, whatever you call it, pour the life out of you and all go home. Pastor Trisha Webb, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. We've been, I'll tell you what, there's so many that have been not able to gather for so long. We've lost some of the direction of God in our lives. Hello, hello. Moses went up the mountain, nixing their worshipping idols, all sorts of crazy stuff went wrong. We need to be breathing the presence of God and prophesying over people and keeping the life of the Holy Ghost going. And Pastor Treasure, you have got that anointing on you to prophesy over people, to bring life where there's no life, to release the Spirit of God. Even on your body right now, I speak wholeness and healing on you in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 3, the church explodes. It goes wild. The Holy Spirit has turned up. And the church goes wild with excitement. They travel everywhere. The power of God gets loosed. Peter and John, next thing you know, whenever this happens, it's when the church explodes, the devil gets nervous as, man. That's why, man, he wants to come and stamp on you. He wants to try and beat it out of you. He wants to jump on you. That's why you need the breath of God in your life, friend, like never before you need the breath of God. Like never before, you need the breath of God, okay? Church explodes, miracle. They arrest Peter and John, and they said, enough of that. Enough of that. Too many people getting healed. Too many people getting set free. Too many people find the joy of the Lord is my salvation. With joy, I will draw from the wells of salvation. You won't draw from the wells of salvation with anything else but joy. That's when Jesus turned up at the well with the woman there. She said, nothing, you ain't got nothing to draw with, baby. And he said, yes, I have. I am joy impersonated. I am Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. With joy, you will draw from the wells of salvation. This morning, that's for somebody right here. Then in Acts chapter 4, they forbid the name of Jesus to be ever used again. The name of Jesus became a hate speech. It became, you can't use that word, but do you think you could stop these dudes? You couldn't stop them. They were on fire. They were on fire, man, and they kept going and they keep preaching and the church goes multicultural all across that area of the world. It goes multicultural. It goes multi-ethnic and the church explodes and incredible things start to happen in the kingdom of God. And then in Acts chapter 7, the enemy decides I've got to take somebody out and they literally stone Stephen and they kill him. They kill Stephen, the incredible apostle Stephen, and they kill him. And while he's dying, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They're about to unleash an incredible move of God across the nations. 
because you can't squash the Word of God. You can't squash the Spirit of God. They tried to put Jesus, they tried to box him up. Don't let anybody box you up. They tried to box Jesus, put him in a little box. He lasted about, I don't know how long, he not too long actually, because he wasn't even in there three days. He went down into hell, he ripped hell apart, then he rose from the dead and came up and brought life to everybody else. Get ready for what God wants to do in your life. Don't be boxed in, okay? In Acts chapter 8, Saul stands up. Saul, he starts persecuting every believer. Anybody experienced a bit of persecution lately? Saul starts persecuting and the church and the revival starts. And I want to tell you, it ends up being a church on mission. Then in Acts chapter 15, this is the book of Acts for you today. Then in Acts chapter 15, a little bit of history for you. Read it, I dare you. Acts chapter 15, they have their first church council meeting. Does that sound boring to anybody? I bet this one wasn't boring. They had a church council meeting, the first council of the church where people gathered together, sat around a board table, and Pastor James rose up, and Peter and, and John were there, these mighty men of God. And they said, hey, guys, there's a lot of issues we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with with persecution. We're dealing with terrorism. We're dealing with multicultural issues. We're dealing with social issues. There was confusion in the body of Christ. There were false doctrines rising. Some people said, you as a Gentile can't be in the kingdom until you get circumcised. And they stood up and they said, what a load of rubbish. They said, all you need is the blood of Jesus Christ and he'll set you free from all sin. Don't know about you, but I'm glad about that because that's how I came in. We're Gentiles. And it's not much different really to the world we've got right now. If you think about it, not much different. All those things are going on right now in our world. So don't get depressed by it. Get ready for revival. We're a church on mission. This is Mission Sunday. I haven't got a red clock yet, so I'll just keep going till it happens. And this is what they came to. This is what they said. Acts chapter 15 and verse 28. Write it down if you need to. It seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us. It seems good to the Holy Spirit and us to make a decision. They decided on four things. They said, get away from all that confusion. Don't get confused. Don't get confused by all the, the theological mumbo jumbo. This is about the blood of Jesus Christ. He set you free from sin. He baptized you in the Holy Spirit and fire and take revival to the four corners of the earth. And they gave them four things that they should steer clear. They just said, here's the four things that really you shouldn't deal with. And that was don't eat, eat food, sacrifice to idols, I think it was. Don't, um, don't um, deal with false God. Don't, what else was it, Pastor Ken? You'd know. Don't eat blood, that's right. And uh, there's another couple of things, but they were, they were things that are like, honestly, every one of us should know those things. They're just the basics of a Christian life, like don't get involved in sexual immorality. That was one of them, okay? And it was like the basics, and they said, live by this, and they said, these four things will keep you on track. And then they quoted Amos chapter 9, and here's what it says, we will rebuild the tabernacle of David. Now, I want to tell you something about the tabernacle of David. It was different from David from, from the Moses tabernacle, sorry. It was different from Moses' tabernacle in that it wasn't about, because Moses' tabernacle had two purposes, okay? The two main purposes of Moses' tabernacle were, number one, ministering for the people that was ministering, and it wasn't like get the people a tin of baked beans or anything. It wasn't like it was ministering to the needs of the people, not a tin of baked beans. It was like the people need to get set free of their sin. 
So it was ministry to the Holy of Holies to take the sins of man and put them before God and the sin was taken away from mankind. The second one was ministering to the Holy Spirit. And the need that when they erected and when they're saying here, Amos chapter 9, let's get back and rebuild the fallen tent of David, they said, let's get back to ministering to the presence of God. That's what it's all about, friends. Let's minister the presence of God. It only had one focus, and that was ministry to the presence of God. No sacrifice for sin because Jesus already did that 2,000 years ago. So Jesus has already been the ultimate sacrifice for sin. If you are here today and you are not forgiven of your sin, if you are not set free from your sin, then I want to tell you there's an incredible opportunity here for you today in this house of God, in this tent of God's blessing and favor to say, man, I need to be set free of my sin. I just need to get right with God because I want to be a part of who will minister to the presence of God. I want to carry the presence of God. I want to minister the presence of God in my life. And I want to tell you, if you're here today, I'm going to give you an opportunity just in a minute to respond to that and say, God, here I am. I want to be set free. I want to leave my past behind and I want to live a brand new life. They said this, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. And they determined right there that they would take responsibility for the presence of God. Friend, I want to finish today by saying we are a church on mission. And if I can just challenge you today, whoever you are, you are part of us, a church on mission. This was the mandate that the first church council came up with, that we will be a church on mission and we will minister the presence of God in our cities. It's a challenge, friend. Otherwise, we get into the comfort zone. See, we think it's body, soul, and spirit. Bull, it's not body, soul, and spirit. The Bible calls it spirit, soul, and body. Otherwise, we start to deal with the body first. We want it nice and comfortable. We need our churches so comfortable. We can't bear put up with any kind of persecution or anything. We want the comfort zone. Then we want to have our feelings, our soul realm. We want to feel good about it. If we can't feel good about it, it doesn't work for us. But God said, no, you are spirit, soul, and body. We leave the spirit to last, but the spirit's got to be filled like you've got to breathe into that bottle so you have life flowing on the inside of you that breathes out. That's what it's all about. Human agendas get in the way of what God wants to do. I'm absolutely convinced of that. Um, I, I preaching, you know, I was preaching in Wellington at a conference here a little while ago, and they, the churches got together and they took. I can't understand that clock, you guys. So if you're telling me time's up, it's up, all right. And anyway, but, um, but and I know there's food out there, so I'm not going to keep you. But I want to say this: uh, churches got together in, in 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 Hut City in Wellington, and they went to their council. And it was very exciting. I just ministered there. And so they told me this incredible story. And uh, here's, here's how it goes. They met with the city council and they took a written note to the city council. And they said, we just want to let you know this is what the church does in your city. Your, the church in the city is a... Oh, yeah, where's that keyboard? Thank you. Um, the, the church is a major employer in the city. It's a major employer in the city, okay? So if you take all the churches on the North Shore right now, we're a major employer. One of the biggest employers in the city of the North Shore is the Church of the Living God. Understand that. They said, we are a major economic force in our city. They wrote it down. They said, we are the major social contributor to our city beyond any other um, organization. They said, and how many businesses in the city have been functioning for a hundred years or more uninterrupted? The Church of the Living God. Uninterrupted by anything the enemy would throw against it. And the councillors said to them, they said, we've never heard anything like this. They said, 
We see the church as weak and ineffective. But what they've been looking at is just one church. They haven't looked across the body of Christ because there are many denominations and different streams of the kingdom of God today that are having a huge impact on our society. That's why we're better together, friend. That's why in this church today, don't ever think you're on your own. We're better together. When we pray together on a Thursday night, I want to tell you, we unlock the power of heaven over the North Shore. Well, don't, yeah, thank God one person agrees with that. We've got to realize the Bible says that there is a river that flows from the throne of God. There are many streams that make up a river, and friend, you're a stream. I want to tell you right now, in this church, you're a stream, you're a stream, you're a stream, and when we all get together, we flow in power, and it unlocks the presence of God for our city. Your street comes alive. You start to have experiences like Julia and I, where our neighbors start to come and say, man, we don't want you to even leave our street. We want you to stay in our street. Please don't sell your house going to happen. It's going to happen for your sister sitting right there, incredibly excited looking in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Ghost. Lou, get ready for it. That's what God's doing in your life. Boy, I could walk around here all day and just probably come up here, honey. Man alive. Prince of God, just as a young woman, you've got an incredible passion for the things of God. You're not prepared to be bored. You're not prepared to be locked down. You're not prepared to be put on the rack anywhere. And God says, because you've got a heart for expansion and for the kingdom of God, God says, I'm going to anoint you and I'm going to cause you to be an Esther of this day and an Esther of this season. And you'll carry the word of God in your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Sorry for getting too excited. Let's look at it from God's perspective today. Let's look at it from God's perspective. God's above all us. He sees the entire North Shore. He sees every church on the North Shore. And he says, man, if you guys knew what I've appointed you to be, you might just feel like a little stream this morning. Too often we look at what we are and we think, yeah, well, what difference are we making? Friend, right now what's happening in DePaul House, what's happening across our nation, what what Chaplain, Chaplain is it? Chaplain John's doing, what Chaplain uh, Enroy's doing, what others are you doing with the evangelistic gift, what's happening in our youth right now, with about 40% of them being unchurched, might be 60% being unchurched, what God's doing right there right now. We are bringing the presence of God into our city. God is saying to me today and last night when I was praying, God said, I wonder who is in the church right now that will be prepared to stand and say, I'm prepared to carry and be take responsibility Hello, someone say take responsibility. I want to know today, and I'm going to ask you right now, who here, as I finish today, is prepared to take responsibility for carrying and, and, and ministering the presence of God in our city right now? If that's you, stand to your feet right now. I am prepared to carry the responsibility of the presence of God in my city, in my environment. That's awesome. I think the whole church is actually standing, which is awesome. Which is, that's kind of how I would have thought it should be anyway. But I'll tell you right now, Dave Crossman, get ready for what God's about to unlock and men around you. Andrew, right there, get ready for God. God's, we, we believed and we prophesied over this church, I think 15 years ago, a thousand men 
going for God, changing the city. I tell you what, every prophetic word we've delivered, you don't think God just throws it aside. He counts those words and get ready for them to happen. Both of you jump out the front here right now. Both of you jump out the front. You're the men's, men's leaders of this church and there's power on you and there's anointing on you. And in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, I thank you right now for a thousand men in the kingdom, a thousand warriors. It will pull down darkness. I pray over your marriages, over your homes, over your lives. I pray right now that God's power, that you would, as you stand today, responsible for taking men into the Holy of Holies. Here it goes right now. Anointing gets on them in Jesus' name. Fire gets in your belly. And then, oh boy, in Jesus' name, you guys are going to rock in that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. While you're standing. While you're standing, there are people here today that need to say yes to Jesus. That need to say, see, to take responsibility for your city. One of the great things, you've got to like the four things they dealt with. You need to deal with sin in your life. You need to deal with that. You just need to get the sin out of your life and get fired up and let God breathe on you, okay? So if that's you today and you're saying, Don, I need to get right with God. I need to get my heart right with God. I need to get my life right with God. Why don't you real quick just lift your hand and say, that's me, and I'm going to pray for you today. Yeah, right there. God bless you, man. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. Thank you. Who else is there? Right there. Right there. Right there. Anybody else? Right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, God. Man, there's a miracle going to happen in your life. That lady right there with your hand in the air, get ready. There's a miracle about to happen in your life. Jesus. Somebody else right now, I've got to get my heart right with God. I've got to deal with the issues that are out of control in my will, and I want to get my life right and my heart right with God. Somebody else right now, God's speaking to you. Might be online, might be online. Sir, madam, if you're online watching this right now and God's speaking to you, why don't you make this decision right now? We're not there, but lift your hand because God will see it. And it doesn't matter if I don't see it, but if God sees it, it's a miracle. Someone else right now, God's speaking to you right now. I need to get my heart right with God today. I need to deal with a sin issue in my life. I want to be a carrier of the presence of God. Who is it right now? Just give me a wave if I haven't already seen you. Holy Spirit. Yeah, I saw you. Thank you very much, man. Saw your hand. Here's what I'm going to ask right now, very quickly, because I've run out of time, but I'm going to ask every person who lifted the hand or knew they should have to say, I, want, I need to get sin out of my life and I need to get right with God because that's where I started. That's where I started. At the age of 25, I said, God, I'm bringing my life to you because I want to be free of the sin which has been chained on and shackled on my life and I want to live free in Jesus' name. So I'm inviting you right now. If you lifted your hand or you know you should have, please just come right up the front here right now. I'm going to pray for you before we finish. Just please come. Shift out of your seat. Yeah, come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Give them a hand clap as they come. Yeah. Give them a hand clap as they come. Yeah, that's right. That's right. As you come. As you come. Yeah, God bless you. Young man right there. Somebody else had their hand up. Why don't you come, friend? We're going to pray for you. We're not going to do anything weird. We're going to pray for you in Jesus' name. Somebody else needs to be here right now. I'm just going to wait a few moments longer. A few moments longer. If God's speaking to your heart today and you need to get your heart right with God, this would be the ideal opportunity. See, I'm, I'm, we have a philosophy here belong before you believe. And I love that because that's the way it should be. We don't judge or condemn anybody. But I want to tell you right now, we do believe that there comes a day where you make a decision and say, God, it's all or nothing. Is there anybody else coming? I'm just waiting. Just waiting a few more minutes. Moments. Moments. Might be the most precious moment in your life. And Jesus, well, Christian, nobody gets uncomfortable at these times. We're family, all right? We're family. We're family, man. God bless you, man. We're family. We're family. God bless you, honey. Matt, Matt I met you this morning. Ram, met you first time. God bless you, girl. Lou, you made a great decision last night. Thank you. You're making this as a public decision. I want to, I want to honour you for that. I really believe what you've seen happen in the last week is nothing compared to what God's about to do in your life. Okay, girl? 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on, church, get excited. It's like, man, we... This is not an ordinary God. He's a miracle-working God. I'm expecting to see the North Shore in here getting born again, okay? How could they miss this? It's too exciting. Is that right, Lou? Lou, take a step forward. Take a step forward. I know you prayed this incredible prayer last week, but I want to tell you right now that even standing here today, I want to tell you right now, God says, you get ready. I'm going to lift. There's a whole lot of stuff that's hindered you through life. And God says, I'm cutting it off your life. I'm cutting it off. I'm cutting it off. There it goes in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, man. Take a step forward there, man. In Jesus' name, God says, same thing, you see. God takes it away. He said, he died. He was crucified to take away the sins of mankind. Here it goes. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. I cut it off you. I cut it off your mind, off your spirit right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God, for this miracle here today. And Lord God, I declare this is a miracle that will live on and shine for you in Jesus' name. That you're a miracle, man, and you're going to carry God's presence. And Jesus, I didn't mean for them to disappear like that. Get the, get the, get, yeah, leave them there, actually. Come on, let's pray a prayer. Stay there because God's doing a miracle in your heart. I'm never in a hurry to get people up because God does miracles in our heart. And I think what happens is sometimes we lurch people to their feet again and God's doing heart surgery and half the heart gets healed and half the heart stays like a stony old hard heart and we never get on with life. Well, we're leaving them there because God's going to do a complete miracle. Lou's going to be a different brand new person. They're going to be brand new when they get up off the floor. Hallelujah. Let's pray as a church. Pray this prayer with me because you might need to pray it anyway. We're going to pray it for them on their behalf and with you today. Make it your voice and say, Jesus, I thank you that you took away my sin. At Calvary, you died for me. You rose again to life. Right now, I'm born again. I'm living in the victory that the cross won for me. And in Jesus' name, I'll never be the same again. Amen. Hallelujah. One more thing, and I'm going to close with this today. Yeah, yeah, we're going to clap soon. But I want to say this right now. God, I'm taking responsibility for the presence of God in my city. I'm going to get you right now to do something because we're not just going to stand there and say, yeah, yeah, good, nice idea, nice sermon, Pastor Don, yeah. Okay, we're going to get out of our seats and we're going to step up the front, not stepping on anybody. I want you to get out of your seat and come and stand here and say, here I am. I take responsibility for my city, for my school, for my workplace, for my business. Because I tell you, some of your businesses are going to thrive in this next season. They're going to thrive. I feel right now an anointing on me as the many businessmen I've prayed over where their businesses have turned into multi-million businesses, okay? I feel that here right now. In fact, I tell you what, you're, come up here quickly, quickly, quickly. Your business is about to go to a whole new level. Even as you take responsibility for your city, there's an anointing and a blessing comes on your business in Jesus' name. Come on, come on, we're going to get up. We're not just going to stand. I want you to shift. I want you to move out of your seats and come and stand on the altar. We've made it big enough where everyone can fit. And so I'm encouraging you right now. God, I'm standing here because I'm going to take responsibility for my city. I'm going to take responsibility to bring the presence of God into every aspect of my city. You might be a school teacher. You might be a businessman. You might be a mother at home. You might be a failure. You might be a whatever you are, God is going to anoint you today to be a carrier of the presence of God. 
Jesus, no. Jesus, no. Come on, squeeze up the front. I want you right up the front. Squeeze up, squeeze up. Come on, there's heaps of room right at the front here. Right at the front here. We're closing on this because they've got food ready out there. And we're closing on this. And in Jesus' name. Lord God, I release the power right now. I release the power of God. I release, Stephen, get ready for it. Get ready for it on your business, sir. Been an attack against that, but the, the presence of God is just all around you. I breathe on you with an anointing. I breathe on you. Oh, Holy Ghost. Erna, get ready. Even in that gym business that you run, I want to tell you, you've already got a move of God happening there. People are praying and believing. It's, it's arisen out of nowhere, but God's going to cause an anointing to come on that. People are going to get born again. They're going to get unshackled. In Jesus' mighty name, Jane, all over your family, all over the people around you, over your house, in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, right now I declare over this congregation as we stand today, boy, as we stand today, as we take responsibility. In fact, I want you to pray this. God, I take responsibility to carry the presence of God into my world. I live here today as a church on mission, carrying a supernatural revival for my community, for my street, for my nation, and in Jesus' name, God, I receive a fresh infilling. Now, God, breathe on me. Just say that. Now, God, breathe on me. Let the breath of God come on you right now. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Just receive the breath. Take a deep breath, actually, and let God breathe on you. Breathe on them, Lord. Breathe on them. Pastor John, oh boy, the breath of God just comes afresh on your life right there. Breath of God, man, I want to tell you, the supernatural starts happening all around you. All around. Boy, oh boy, I've got to stop. I've got to stop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Ken, brand new day. Brand new day. The breath of God. Boy. Holy, you're a Holy Spirit man and the breath of the Holy Spirit comes on you fresh. Chris, are you different? You're different? Something happened this morning. Hallelujah. Renee, birthday girl, happy birthday to Carrie down the back there. Anyone else who's having a birthday, happy birthday to you. Take a breath right now. Take one more breath before I release you. Breathe in the Holy Spirit. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Sister right here, right? Oh boy, the power of God just went on you right there in Jesus' name. Power of God went right through you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, we've got to pray for this brother for a miracle in your body, a miracle in your spirit in Jesus' name. I'm believing for a miracle for you. I'm holding on to it. Dawn, you mighty woman of God, you're 16 and you're carrying the presence of God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Dara, Sarah, I, I just sense a sense. It might be a bit of a crazy meeting, but I really sense uh, right place, right time. And I believe that God, there's an inspiration on the inside of you that's going to inspire people. But you live in that realm. There's a realm of inspiring hope on the inside of you. And you carry that. And God says, I see your heart. God says, I see your heart. I made you to be a woman who would carry inspiration, who would look beyond. You don't see the small thing. You can see the bigger picture. And there's an anointing on you for that. And Father, I thank you for breathing on a refresh today, Lord God. Let the uh, I don't think I've ever met you, but I'll tell you right now, this is a change. It's a change day for you. It's a, I, I believe God's spoken to you today. I don't know how that's happened, but I believe in this place that God has spoken to you and He's spoken to your heart. And God says, I love you. And I've called you for such a time as this. And God says, I've got your name tattooed on the palm of my hand because I love you that much. And God 
says, in that, I'm going to give you fresh vision. I'm going to give you fresh insight. And in Jesus' name, Lord, touch this woman with your power today. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, one more time. Come on. We take responsibility for the presence of God in our city. Go for it, Soph. How's that spine feeling? Sorry? No pain. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give Jesus a huge hand clap. We're going to go out here worshipping Jesus. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I love you. God loves you. Have an incredible mid-Christmas lunch and enjoy life. I love you. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.